Rodgers has it. Gives to Franklin. He no, dies. No, I don't think no, he got it. I no, don't think he got out, it. The ball is out. The Bengals have scooped it up. Bouncing in the pocket, his throw caught at the 10-yard line. T. Higgins straight into the end zone. Touchdown, Bengals. It's a TD. Hello and welcome to episode 143 of Cincinnati. And we are basking in the warmth the pleasant warmth of a victory uh, in uh, in Pittsburgh against those Steelers, those Steelers people. Uh, it's not very often we do this, but so do allow us to bask in the warmth of our little Sunday stroll in Pennsylvania. And uh, goodness me, it was a great victory. Uh, was it ever in any doubt? I'm not sure. But um, here to discuss that uh, historic victory is Nathan Palmer. And Nathan, it feels good, doesn't it? Well, 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 my son. Eh? What a beautiful win that was. An absolute beatdown of the arch rival that's been many years overdue, I'd have to say. 24-10. How about that? I don't think we ever predicted that. Um, I did switch my prediction. When I saw TJ Watt was out, I did switch my uh, prediction from a... Uh, a Steelers victory to a Bengals victory in yesterday's online tailgate. And, um, but of course it's the Bengals. So you always kind of think, God, they're going to screw this up at some point along the line. The game plan is not going to be right. You know, we, you know, big Ben's going to have another great day against the Bengals, even though he's been poor this year, but just looking at the two teams, I did really feel that we were a better team, but of course you have to go out and do it. And the Bengals have not been very good at going out and doing it. Have they recently? Well, like we've said before, it's hard to know what this you know what this team is because you look at the Chicago Bears this week and they got absolutely hammered by the Browns, looked absolutely anemic on offense, nothing to them. And you look at the game last week and you think, how on earth did we lose that? Mm. And then you look at that week one again, one ago against the Vikings, who just went and hammered the Seahawks, and you think again, wow, like we managed to beat them. That's looking like a pretty handy win now. And I don't think many people predicted us to go into Pittsburgh and win that game. It's not a win that I think many people had down. I think maybe you had it down, son, to be fair to you on our season predictions. But it's a huge one I for didn't. the I did That's the thing. I had us at this point two and yeah. one, but I expected I think you us... I had us three and oh. No, no, no. I expected us to beat Chicago, but lose to Pittsburgh. Uh, so uh, it's just, uh, I've just got it the, you know, the wrong way around kind of thing. And, um, fair enough. But yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> I don't know what well, to say. It's great. But to get to get a division win is immediately first division game of the year. You get a win. That's absolutely massive. Mm. And then to do it away from home as well. And you, everyone bangs on about Zach Taylor's one fifteen and one um, record on the road. And you just think, what's the what's the chances of him getting to two fifteen and one away against the Steelers on a on a normal year? You said there's absolutely no chance. And for us to go in there and give it to them, slap them about a bit and come away with a very, I would say, very comfortable win. I think it could have been more than that as well. I think we let them off the hook a bit at the end of that fourth quarter. I think we could have hit a few more points on them. I mean, it was a 
it was probably the most convincing win we've ever had against the Steelers in the 15, 16 years I've been a Bengals fan. I was I was a very proud fan last night, my son. Very much so. Me and you both. It was fantastic. It recalled the days of the 1980s when the Steelers weren't very good and the Bengals were good and we used to beat them routinely and they were rubbish and we were good. And that didn't last for too long, it has to be said. But... Um, uh, yeah, it was just like, oh, hello. Anyway, should we do? They, they were they were shocking when that. <laughs> I, mean, I, really I, I don't I don't want to take anything away from the Bengals because we played really well on both sides of the ball. I thought, but the Steelers. I mean, I know they had injuries. I mean, you obviously Juju Smith just went out with an injury midway through. Deontay Johnson was out. Obviously, you said T.J. Watt was out as well. He's their most valuable player on defense, but. Roethlisberger, I think, I know what everyone was saying, look, he always says he's injured before he plays us and then he tears us up for 400 yards, but he did look in some discomfort yesterday. and I, They just couldn't do anything. It was just cheap dump-offs to, to Harris and he couldn't really make much happen either. They just looked that they were out of ideas. And frankly, they looked like they'd given up at the end. I mean, that fourth, fourth down play mm. where they're throwing it behind the line of scrimmage to try and get 10 was one of the worst decisions I've ever seen called. I mean, people need people need to have a word with that Matt Canada geezer, the offensive coordinator. I mean, I he, some of the calls yesterday, and at the end of the game, it just they're completely given up um, all hope, but really poor. I mean, I hope it stays that way because for too for too long the Steelers have been the thorn in our side, and to get two wins in a row against them, one on the road, obviously Roethlisberger, I think's cooked. I think that's him done. Maybe we can, like you said, relive the the glory days of the eighties, where we give them a bit of a whipping every year. Yeah, absolutely. Shall we? Uh, that's the thing with the Bengals, though; they don't give you championships. They flicker brightly occasionally, maybe once every five or six years, and then it's back down to kind of not very goodness. But then they do give you a few moments, don't they? They give you a moment or two where you think everything is right in the world, and uh, yesterday was one of those moments, I think. So, but the key thing, which good teams do and good organisations do, they build on successes like this, and uh, yep. that's the key thing going forward, isn't it? But anyway, we'll come to that. Shall we dive a bit deeper? Let's do it, Sam. Reaccione. There you go. You're getting into this now. Let's have some Reaccione. 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 Right, so uh, Bengals 24, Steelers 10, Joe Burrow 14 of 18 for 172 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Joe Mixon, 18 carries for 90 yards, five yards a carry. Jamar Chase, four catches for 65 yards, two touchdowns. Tyler Boyd, four for 36 and a touchdown. Uh, Chris Evans, two for 26, but... uh, this was the key play, I think, that got everyone out of their seats. P. Ryan is in. One timeout for Cincinnati. And going deep into the end zone and caught by Chase. Oh, my goodness, what a crab. 34-yard touchdown throw. <laughs> Still gets the hairs on the back of your ball standing up, doesn't it? Deary me, that was sensational, wasn't that? I had literally, I'm quite calm during the games, I think, but I was out of my seat last night, punching the air when that went in, because that was crucial, wasn't it? Because we went in with a lead, and then, of course, in the third quarter, we got the ball back and, and extended that lead, and it was suddenly a two-score game, and the Steelers just couldn't respond, really. Um, what a great throw. What a catch from Chase. You know, kind of real fingertip grab. 
there, uh, just uh, just a, an amazing uh, hookup there between those two. And I think that's uh, it's what we've great. Been missing. I think that's what we've been missing the last couple of seasons, isn't it? That that real deep threat to turn a game because you get one beautiful play like that and it just completely changed the momentum of the game going into half time. And I think when you've got that ability in your locker, it always has defenses on edge a bit and they always have to sort of respect the speed of chase and the respect the fact that he can get open. And I really did think, as you said earlier, that that was the sort of game breaker there to get that before the half. And when you get a spectacular play like that, it fires up the whole team um, and I, really, I think really, I mean, Tyler Boyd's a fantastic player, but he doesn't give you that threat. Um, T Higgins potentially, I mean, he's had a few flashes, but Chase really in three games looks like a bit of a dangerous weapon, doesn't he? Yeah, he's just given that, uh, just that different dimension really. And all the, the touchdowns that were apart from one last night, uh, they were just sort of go routes really, nothing too complicated at all. He's just kind of out-muscled people on the line and kind of... You know, ran right past them. You know, and and Joe Boy has managed to to kind of find him. And um, yeah, what a what a play, what a touchdown. And uh, uh, yes, enormously happy. But you know what really know? really struck me last night though, Nathan, is we've been talking about you know in the preseason bit. It's about if this team is to be good, a lot of things have to happen, and it's unusual for. A lot of those things to happen. You might get one or two of those things to happen in your favour, but more often than not, you know, most of the stuff doesn't happen. But you look at what's happening with this team at the moment. What do we say? We said Joe Burrow needs to come back strong, and I think he has done. Generally speaking, you know, he's he's done it when it's mattered. Yeah, I, I, just about. I think obviously, if you that game against the Bears was fairly diabolical. Mm. Um, last week and we can't have too short of memories there but I think overall you'd say it's been above average from Joe Boy considering yes no I agree never he's he didn't have a pre-season I mean he's he's he threw a bit of an ugly pick last night I thought but came back strongly I think 14 of 18 wasn't he Mm, so mm. very accurate controlled the ball apart from that one turnover kept it nice and clean and fair you know full credit to the O-line but I think like you said yeah he's certainly three games in been above average yeah, I mean, he even, I think he called an audible on a quarterback draw last night, which was yeah. pretty, must but, have been kind of really good for the confidence to show 100%. him that he could do that with, yep. the, with the knee and everything. And there was also a ridiculous scramble early on in the game as well. So, he, you know, we've been saying last week, you more than me, actually, but so fair play to you. You really picked up on this and said he's not scrambling as much. And I wonder if he's worried about his knee. And of course, as soon as we put that out, uh, it became a bit of a news story, not because of us, obviously, although it probably was, let's face it, because we are brilliant at, at analysing things. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was great to see him on the move. Another thing that had to go right was the offensive line. Now, I think it's obviously still a work in progress, but certainly last night, yes, OK, TJ Watt wasn't playing, Alex Highsmith wasn't playing, but they still had Cam Hayward. They still had, you know, Melvin Ingram. Um, yeah. And there were no sacks allowed. And I think maybe one pressure has been credited. Uh, and that, you know, beforehand we heard that uh, Xavier Suofilo could not play yesterday. So Jackson Carmen came in. And of course, that makes us all a little bit nervous. But, you know, fair play to him. He had a pretty steady preseason. I have to say, to the naked eye, 
I know PFF gave him a grade of 33-something, but to the naked eye, I thought he was terrific last night. And so, Some of those PFF grades, I have full respect to PFF and the work they do, but I feel like every time the O-line perceives to play well like we see them and then you're like quite they've had a good game and they yeah the results come back and they're all shocking and then when, they, <laughs> know, right? when we have a terrible when we have a terrible game and you know the, the burrow gets sacked seven times you get 70 grades 68 grades all stuff like that is that bobby hart last year i mean i think every bengals fan was like he's really not very good and yet his pff grade was pretty good for the whole year and it's a, it's a weird system i'm not discrediting it but sometimes i really don't understand yeah. it but I guess what matters most is a the result of the game and b whether your quarterback got hit about a bit. And Joe Boy remained fairly unscathed last night, which is terrific. And uh, so you know that's obviously a work in progress. I mean, I wonder if Jackson Carmen has done enough to to start on Thursday. Now uh, we'll soon see. Uh, let's hope they trend in that right direction. Let's hope they keep on going. Uh, they used, uh, interestingly, they used the extra lineman a bit last night, didn't they? Isaiah Prince was coming on yeah. to play that uh, extra blocker, which I think worked on a few occasions. Um, wide receivers, they're the wide receivers. You know, they're a good bunch, a talented bunch. Uh, we wanted them to play better, and I think Chase has given them that dimension. Um, so that's fair enough. Running backs, we wanted Mixon to do better and already he's up the top of the NFL rushing charts and he had another good game yesterday. What I like about Mixon is he was breaking some tackles and he was doing some nice cutbacks and he was really attacking the hole. You know, beforehand where Mixon tended to be quite hesitant perhaps going into the, you know, kind of accelerating through the hole, um... I think he's again much better this year. He's really attacking it, and I, I like what I'm seeing. So he he's at the moment he's stepped up. Um, they really want to use him as well, don't they? I mean, he had 20, more than 20 carries in his first two games. I think he had 18 last night. So he's getting the. They really want to. I'm not saying they want to be a run first team, but Zach Taylor in a lot of his press conferences has really hyped up the fact they want to give Mixon the ball. He's the unquestioned starter. P Ryan, I think, got one carry last night, none the week before. So he, he really is the bell cow on that team. And thus far, it's paid dividends on the ground for sure. He, he's not been as involved in the passing game no. as much as I would have liked. I don't think he had a catch last night, maybe one the week before. I'd like to see them really try and work him into the passing game a bit more. I'm not sure maybe if they're hesitant, um, obviously, with his pass blocking skills. But certainly from on the ground, that's been a really good development. And I said at the start of the season, we really need to see that from him when it matters, not down the stretch when we're, you know, one, two or three games. And he really has stepped up so far and um, delivered on the ground. So fair play to the geezer. Yeah, but, and, but what, the, go on. And Sorry, yeah, go on. Sorry, sir. I was just going to say, just for me, one thing that stood out last night, if we, we're giving out some game balls ourselves, Tyler Boyd is like a margarita pizza, and you just know what you're getting <laughs> from the geese every week. Like, you just know what you're getting. You're getting about seven catches. He's going to get you 60, 70, 80 yards, and you chip him with a touchdown every other week. He's just such a good performance for him again, and that really set the tone yesterday when he just bounced off that geezer and just run it straight in for a touchdown, got the Bengals ahead. I just thought that was a real momentum builder again, and it just it hats off to him for being just such a reliable guy over the middle never gonna do a 90 yard over the top of the defense but he, he's a bit like an Adam Thielen sort of type that just yes. sort of guts in and around gets in the right place good hands tough guy really great player because you forget in his first year or two with us he was really I mean I remember those games where he was inactive yeah, yeah. and he had a bit of a row with Marvin and it wasn't really working for the geezer and now he's just an absolute reliable playmaker for us you know I, 
really love watching him every week. And of course, um, um, the pass, or at least the play before the touchdown, he caught another ball on that drive where he took a pasting on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So there were some tough yards on that drive and it was all down to, to Tyler Boyd, you know. So, yeah, you're right, he's terrific. And uh, I don't think he gets the praise that he deserves, actually. But, no. yeah, very, very good player. Um, another thing that we said that had to happen is also happening, and that is pressure on the quarterback. Now, again, yes. I know that I know that the Steelers' offensive line is terrible, uh, but still, you can only play who you play. You know what I mean? So, but even then, you, do you know what I mean? It's like Larry Ogan, Joby, DJ. He's Reader, an animal geezer. TFLs all over the place on the edges. I mean, Trey Hendrickson is looking to be a fantastic pickup. Another sack for him last night. Sam Hubbard had a great game last night, I thought, both in pass uh, pass rush and run defense as well. And I think that I think the fact that there's bodies around Sam Hubbard really helps him because he doesn't yes. have to carry the 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 real weight of that pressure. Do you 100%. know what I mean? He's not. He's not a gold star pass rusher behind it. He's a really good, solid, all-round player. But he, if you ask him to be right, you need to go out and and be our number one pass rusher. He's not going to do that. And he can't do that, let's be honest. But if you have guys around him, like Ogan Joby, like Hendrickson, like Reader, like BJ Hill, who's turning out to be a really good acquisition. Oh, Cam Sample. Cam Sample sort of chipping in with a sack. Suddenly, it's not all on him, not all on old mother to um to do the business and i think that's really benefiting him but those guys were just relentless it seemed like every play they were in the backfield and wow just fantastic exactly what we needed and exactly what we're getting from that in not just on the outside but also interior pass rushing as well Credit to Luana Rumu as well, because yes. at the start of the season, the one thing that I was concerned about was there was a lot of guys on that team that hadn't played together. Was the chemistry going to be there? And not only have they played well, but they look like they're playing in sync. And when there's a sack or there's some pressure, you can see the guys, are the spirits are up. They're doing the celebrations. They're sort of high-fiving. You can tell they're playing as a bit of a unit collectively. And just as you mentioned, old mother last year really had to sort of fight for everything out there on his own. There wasn't a huge amount of support for him. And the amount of guys that we've either brought in or that have come back from injuries, um, on paper, when you looked at it at the start of the season, you were like, well, that, that could be a good unit. But obviously, you don't know what you don't know what DJ Reed has got coming back off a fairly serious injury. Is Trey Hendricks, where his number's a bit overhyped in New Orleans, is he going to you know, bring what he had over there, over here, and replicate those numbers? And thus far, a lot of these question marks, including like Larry Ogan, Joby, come from the Browns, fairly good player, nothing necessarily special. But they've all really played well and stepped up. And I know that, as you said, the the um, the offensive line of the Steelers is not necessarily um, Fort Boyard, but I think we can certainly, <laughs> you know, certainly as we move forward and play some better defensive lines, I think we can have some confidence if the unit can stay healthy, you know, we can really put some pressure on people. So it's certainly been, certainly been very encouraging, that whole defence. Fort Boyard, or Boyard, as you pronounce it. <laughs> Wow, there's a, there's a, there. You pulled that one out of the bag, bloody did you, hell! Did you used to watch that back in the day, Summer? Occasionally, Melinda wasn't it on channel? Was it Melinda Messenger on Channel yeah, Five? Yeah, yeah. Every Melinda young Messenger. adolescence uh, 
happy place when Melinda Messenger came onto the screen. <laughs> well, then that geezer from EastEnders in it as well. Is that the bad well, narrow guy? it down, narrow it down. There's, which one was that? That Dirty Den or something, or that some old rough Oh, yeah, that... Leslie Grantham. And then we all, know, <laughs> we all know what happened to him, didn't we, uh, a few years later <laughs> after that? R.I.P. Leslie, you know, unfortunately she's not with us anymore. But um, Melinda is. Goodness me, I'm having cool. flashbacks from Melinda Messenger and quiet moments uh in my brain with me anyway what am i talking about uh yes fort boyard was what was it it was it was it was like um it's not fort boyard is it i don't know how you pronounce it what was fort boyard okay all right uh, I, mean, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be taking pronunciation lessons from me but let's <laughs> yeah this is the man who struggles <laughs> with baltimore and uh uh, Papa Doms as well, um, but yeah, I mean, le- uh, listeners, would you pronounce it Fort Boyard or Fort Boyard? Um, there's a new one. <laughs> Again, podcast gold, but we like to get our listeners involved, all three of them. So do vote on the Twitter machines there. Um, yeah, what was it? They had to kind of do physical tasks um, in a castle or something like that. It was kind of like I'm a celebrity, but a Channel Five version, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a load of teams, wasn't it? In this fort, and it was like tigers, weren't they? Knocking about, <laughs> and you had to like get, oh, get yeah, yeah, and you had to get like some keys or something to try and win some money, and oh, wow. like, yeah, like you said, some like, physical tasks. But yeah, anyway, we digress. No, no relation to the Steelers' O line, certainly. No, that's right, absolutely. Um, yeah, um, another thing that we were concerned about was the linebackers, and uh, we were worried that perhaps there wasn't enough depth there, and the fact that they were still quite young back there is a lot to ask for, of Logan Wilson and Akeem Davis Gaither and Marcus Bailey, and of course Jermaine Pratt. But all of those guys have played really well, and especially Logan Wilson. Goodness me, he's taken the headset, he's calling the plays out there. And he's playing like a, an absolute rock in that middle of the field. Two interceptions. That's three for the season so far. And I saw him being lined up on the edge, pass rushing on some downs. I think, going back to Lou, what would Lou do? i tell you what Lou's going to do. I think he's absolutely loving the fact that he's got some really good players at his disposal for a change. And, you know, he's <laughs> blitzing Mike Hilton. He's blitzing Logan Wilson. He's You know, he's kind of showing blitz then dropping back again he's having some fun back there and and i think a lot of those fronts and a lot of those concepts are really fooling teams so i think i think he i think he's had a pretty good off season he's obviously gone back to school and thought right how can i make this defense not predictable and really threatening a get more good players and b let's get some you know let's mix it up a little bit let's get some deception going and I think it really worked. And I say, going back to the linebackers, they've been terrific so far. Akeem Davis-Gaither played a lot more yesterday. And I think that's maybe my guess is because uh, Big Ben was just kind of dumping things off, basically. So he was kind of needed in coverage more than Jermaine, who's been pretty good against the run, let's face it. Um, so, yeah, the linebackers playing great. Certainly. I think things all changed for Lou when I had a Peroni with him last year um, at the Bengals game, the year before, sorry, at the Bengals game in the Admiralty. And I just sat down with Lou. We had a Peroni together and we sort of talked things through. And I'm glad to see that he's obviously got things trending in the right direction at the moment. So you're taking credit, basically, for Lou's development. Lou and I shared a Peroni together and we talked defence. I think he would have have taken something away from that. But... um, not quite sure what. They would well, have taken probably a part of Peroni, to be honest with you, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. 
But no, in all seriousness, what you need to build a quality team is to get the sort of production and the value and the long-term potential out of guys in the third round like Logan, Wils- uh, Logan Wilson. And he, he's he been phenomenal. And I remember that what struck me massively was when we had CJ on the podcast, CJ Uzama on the podcast. Yes, yeah. He said, we said to him, CJ, what player on defense stands out to you that could take a big step forward? And he said, Logan Wilson. And a lot of the time you get players in these interviews and they've got to be quite careful with what they say because you don't want to upset anyone and you don't want to give too much away. But I remember him being very confident in what he said on the podcast. He said, Logan Wilson, that guy just makes so many plays. He's everywhere. We're like, who is that guy? He's going to be a really good player. And I just feel like someone like a seasoned professional like CJ wouldn't be saying something like that without there being some... Um, fire to accompany the smoke and goodness me I think you saw it last at the back in the last year Logan Wilson playing quite well some really mm. good plays last year some sort of standouts but this year I mean he's gone on all guns blazing the geezer and just massive game changing plays as well those two turnovers yesterday really took control of the game for us and set us up and the offense I thought played well yesterday I don't think they necessarily did anything incredible but they really were helped by the quality defensive play I mean to get the ball at Logan Wilson to pick off Big Ben just run that back down give them fantastic field position there and obviously on the other one the acrobatic catch he's been fantastic and if he can keep that level of play up I think you'll be looking at his name in the Pro Bowl this season I know it's only three mm-hmm. games but I think he really does have that potential to kick on and make it stick another um thing that had to go right was uh the secondary had to gel quite quickly. And I remember vividly you saying that you were worried that, you know, all new guys back there pretty much, certainly on the cornerback uh, side of things. And it takes time for, for guys to gel. Um, listen, I know Eli Apple is the one that people are targeting and he, he does some daft things with DPIs and he's he's had a couple of the past few games. But you don't, you don't hear that much... Uh, from Eli Apple, really. I don't think he's been awful. I don't think he's been great, but I don't think he's been awful either. Do you know what I mean? But Cheeto, Cheeto has been absolutely brilliant, I think. And um, and then when you ally that to Jesse Bates, who, you know, scored something. What did he, what did PFF give him yesterday? Another really eight, 80, yeah. yeah, another 80-plus score. Um, 82.4. He's just he just knows where to be, Jesse Bates, and he's really hitting hard this year as well, I, I seem to notice. And Von Bell is much better in coverage and also hitting hard. Mike Hilton looks to be a real leader, an emotional sort of leader there. Um and we're actually getting some coverage sacks as well. The coverage is so good downfield, we're actually getting some sacks because of it. Uh and that's not happened for a while. So I, th- I think the secondary is playing well, and the hope is, of course, that Trey Waynes will be back on Thursday. It was. I think that'd be a huge addition as well, because mm. you think there's a lot of the times I feel bad for Eli Apple because he's obviously the uh, the lowest one on the depth chart there, and teams are definitely trying to single him out and target him as you would in any sort of successful game plan to try and tar- you know weed out the mm. weak link there. And you think Trey Waynes, I mean, the geezer's the highest play- paid player on the team, I believe, and that's for a good reason because he's a good cornerback, or he certainly was a good cornerback. And I'm not saying he's going to come in all guns blazing week one, but if he can step in and play at the sort of level that we know he can play at after a game or two. I mean, he's going to be an enormous asset to this already um, fairly well tooled up defence. So, Nathan, it's a top but, 10 defence. We are now currently number eight in total defence. Yeah, yeah. And that, no, has, I, I that hasn't happened since the days of Gino, Carlos, Vontes, you know, Leon Hall, Drake, Patrick, Adam Jones, that kind of era, really. So, 
Yes, fantastic. And of course, the special teams as well. We now have a kicker. We do now have a kicker that we can kind of rely on. Still early days, and I still think, you know, let's not put too pressure, much pressure on the on the young man. But again, did everything that was asked of him yesterday and looks cool as a cucumber. Huber is punting the ball really well again this yes, year. He had a good yes, year last yes. year. Had a, he's having a good year this year so far. So, you know what I mean? Going back to my original point about four hours ago, it's like... Everything that we're worried about, everything that we said that needed to happen, more or less, is happening. And that's pretty amazing, really, I think. Obviously, again, early in the season, the wheels might fall off. Who knows? We might even get better. Who knows? But certainly at this moment, uh, I think all the things that needed to get better, more or less, are getting better. I think... We've been extremely, I mean, after a win against the Steelers, both of us are on cloud nine. Everyone's still absolutely buzzing off the back of it, you know, a bit sort of hung over with happiness from that win against the Steelers in, in Heinz Field. It doesn't happen every every week. But I'm conscious after that game against the Bears, everyone was pulling guns on people and it felt very negative. <laughs> and I think after this win, everyone's on the, on the champagne a bit. But I still think... Just let's think, let's just think, son. Let's try and ground ourselves here. Okay. I was going to ask you. It wasn't perfect. No. What? But let's because we've been absolutely singing everyone's praises, and mm. by the sounds of it, if you'd only just tuned in for the first time, you think we're sort of talking fourteen and three or something here. What are we? What are you thinking holistically overall from what we've seen? Taking a balanced judgment. I mean, there's every chance. It is the Bengals. It is prime time all these Bengals influencers are going to turn up and it's going to, it's, everyone's banging on about it and we could go and get beat by the Jaguars. That would be classic Bengals, it two and be. two. And on national TV, just when you think we're onto something. But how do you see us realistically after three very different games, I'd say? Um, I'd say the Steelers are poor. They were poor and are poor. And I tell you now, they're going to be picking top 10 in the draft, which is hilarious, but really cool. Um... Uh, the they Bears, did the build. I mean, can you imagine? Can you believe that? I can't that? understand how they did that. It no. must have just been like some insane defensive effort, and they're capable of that still. But Minka yeah. Fitzpatrick, who is normally such an incredible player, is having a nightmare. Yeah, you know, um, they're just not playing good. And we we've seen it. If you start off the season badly, we've we've been through it, and the wheels completely fall off. You know, we've seen that so many times. Um, anyway, it's not about the Steelers; it's about us. Um, yeah, I think I think we've got the potential to be a decent team. I really do. I think all the elements are there. We've got explosiveness in the passing game. We've got a really good runner who looks on course to be top five in terms of rushing yards this year if he carries on. We've got potential Rookie of the Year in, in Jamar Chase if he carries on like this. I mean, I, I can't remember the stat, but he's already made history. He's beaten Randy Moss, something like, you know, in each of his first three games, he scored a touchdown of over 30 yards or something like that. He's beaten Randy Moss to to do that. So already he's made history. And what did he say in the preseason? He wants to make history. He wants to break all the records, you know. Um Offensive line is still a work in progress. Always room for improvement there. There's going to be some good weeks and bad weeks depending on who we come up against. But I love the defence, man. The defence is really... I mean, they're gang-tackling. They're hungry. They're swarming tigers. They're hitting hard. They're sacking people. They're putting pressure on. They're intercepting. You know, everything that you want a defence to do and 
hasn't been for the past two years is is really doing well. Now again, we're going to face better offensive than the than the Steelers. You know, Green Bay coming to town yeah. in a couple of weeks. That's going to be really interesting. Um, but the fact, the plain fact of the matter is, we should have beaten the Steelers yesterday because we were a better team, plain and simple. Yeah. And we actually went out and did it, which yeah. I think is quite a big deal, as you say, on the road. So what are we at the moment? I think we're we potentially a really good team, um, but it's just all about consistency now, isn't it? That's that's what has to happen. They need to follow up, like you say, on Thursday night. Yeah, it, I think we're a good team. I still have a lot of questions about the offense. I think that yeah, I have I have they, one. Criticism they were really that. poor against the Bears the week before, and I thought they were okay, pretty good against the Vikings in week one, and pretty good yesterday. I think they were helped massively by the defense. I think if Roethlisberger's healthy and they've got all their weapons, I think it might have been a slightly slightly different affair. But I'm intrigued to see how that defense goes up, like you said, against someone like a Green Bay. Um, I think that'll be very, very interesting to see how they hold up there. I still think there's questions on the play calling on offense, and I think that there's there's room for the team to get. The, the exciting thing with the offense is there's definitely room to improve. The talent's there, and I think that it's still Burrow's still finding his feet. I think Chase is obviously only three games in. He probably is only going to get better, which is quite a scary thought. Obviously, Higgins didn't even play yesterday. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame that they're not using the tight ends more. I said that last week. I'd love to see more of um, CJ um, involved in the passing game to give Burrow a sort of big weapon over the middle. Um, and I'd like to see Mixon more in the passing game. I, I think the offense has been okay. I, again, it's going to be interesting to see them against some slightly better um, defenses, and maybe when, if we get into a bit of a fight and a bit of a, you know, a bit of a point scoring affair. But I, I think. I think we originally. I think I had us down for about seven wins. I think we sort of a lot of people were saying between seven and nine. I think based on what we've seen in the first three games, it's probably trending around the sort of eight nine mark at the moment. I, I just think this game against Jacksonville, which I know we'll come on to, and I'm not going to get into it now. A bit of banana skin, isn't it? Really, I think. Say it again. A bit of a, a potential yeah. banana skin, I think. I mean, the Bengals are big fans. I think we're about eight-point favourites in it. We're at home. The Jaguars have looked pretty awful. Trevor Lawrence hasn't settled in yet. Um, but that's it, isn't it? It's, that's a game we should definitely we should, definitely should have beaten the Bears. I mean, you look at the Bears having to change quarterback yeah. mid-game and how, how poor they were, and that's why we couldn't finish off. But, I mean... This one against Jacksonville, for us to get to three and one, will be an extraordinary. Uh, you know, if we said at the start of the season in our um, season preview, we're going to go into the first quarter of the season three and one, having faced those four teams, we'd have all been like, "Cool, blimey, that's that's fantastic." You know, that's much better than we would have ever expected, and it's on a plate for us, really. I mean, you probably, apart from perhaps the Jets, couldn't um, serve yourself up a more lucrative, uh, winnable game than mm, mm. the Jags at home. So. Big game for the Bengals. If we can come out and really give it to the Jags, beat them by 15, 20 points, I think that might show some real intent for what we can do for the rest of the season. And I think a lot of people will start believing then. So really interesting opportunity for us to follow this up. Yeah, absolutely. And just going back while we wrap this uh, reactione off, um, the one thing that I was a little bit... Obviously, you know, I love the fact that we won and I'm really pleased. But you, I think you have to look at things as you say, as objectively as you can once you come down off cloud nine. And how can we get better? And I do think, you know, apart yeah. from those two scoring drives early in the third quarter, let's not forget they were early in the third quarter, 
there was nothing from the offense. And again, there were a few kind of odd play calls. There were a few near misses. And basically, we just kept giving the ball back to Pittsburgh, which was, you know, risky. But obviously, you know, we were so far out in front, you know, I don't think they came to a point where even though they were kind of, 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 of getting some yards and Ben was kind of padding his stats columns uh, in garbage time, they were never kind of going to beat us, I don't think, even though it was just like, oh, they're moving the ball a bit too easily, you know. But they, they kept, the defence kept the Steelers' offence in front of them. And it was, as Zach said, they were in very much sort of bend, don't break um, yep. mode. But the Bengals could have absolutely killed them off with a few first downs. And they did nothing on offence apart from those two scoring drives early in the third quarter. So that was a bit of a worry for me. Um, and something again it's all about consistency consistency in games and consistency from game to game you know so um yep. lots to love though very professional uh very ruthless in some ways uh yesterday and just a fantastic win so uh professional i think bang on yeah it was good to see it was good to see it reminded me of a premiership team playing a non-league team yesterday uh some professional uh, Premier League teams or league teams don't fancy a, a wet, uh, a wet. What was the phrase? A wet Tuesday in Stoke, do they? But um, uh, the Bengals, you know, went in there, focused, professional, and did the job. Um, yeah, it was great. It was absolutely fantastic. And now on to Jacksonville. We had they have to get focused for that. Go on, the boys. Right, let's have a bit of. Let's go to our parish news board, shall we? Well, uh, obviously, I'm going to keep banging on uh, about this until you're sick and tired of it. But, of course, we do, uh, edges ever closer, uh, meet up on October the 17th. Yes, Sunday, October the 17th, uh, in the tap pass room at the... Uh, I always say this wrong. The tap room at the brew house. Uh, what's it called, Nathan? <laughs> the, brew, the brew house and kitchen in, near Hybrid Islington Station. That's right, North London. Sunday the 17th, starts at 5 o'clock. We're commemorating and celebrating the five-year anniversary of the Bengals' first trip over to London in 2016. Uh, if you remember that crazy tie with the Washingtons uh, at Wembley. And uh, we're also going to be watching a game uh, against the Lions, uh, which is also very winnable. Uh, speaking of Lions and winnable, did you see Justin Tucker? What was it 66 yards? For oh, my the, the best part about that, if he's going to break the record, was the fact that it hit the bar. I watched it yeah, live, yeah. and it hit that bottom um, bottom of the goalpost and flew up in the air. And you could just tell, because even on the TV broadcast, and I'm sure in the stadium, you couldn't necessarily tell which direction it was going in. But it just added a couple of seconds to the suspense of this, like, doom off the post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just, like, hung up in the air. And you couldn't really see what was going on, and then it just dropped back in. I mean, just an incredible. I mean, as much as you might dislike the Ravens and Tucker, you've got to give some serious kudos for nailing that. But anyway, how would you like this? A last-second field goal, Evan McPherson to break Justin Tucker's record against the Lions, 67 yards for the win, the walk-off win. Now, that would be shithousing fantastic, wouldn't it? <laughs> that was so really brilliant. The, the, I mean, I reckon McPherson probably have a shot from there. But the mad thing is, is if you were going to kick a 67-yard field goal to break this record, you'd be kicking it from midfield. Yeah. 
Yeah, basically. It's about yeah. 17 yards back, isn't it? For when you kick a field, wherever you are, it's always, yeah. I'm sure it's 17 yards roughly. So you think the geezer's going to be like, you line up at midfield to kick this kick. Like, absolutely mad. Yeah, absolutely. How times have changed. Another bit of news uh, we will be uh, continuing with our online tailgates. Uh, this Thursday, but instead of obviously because of the time difference, I believe it's a 1.30 kickoff a.m. on Friday morning for UK fans. But uh, just to help you out a little bit, and I know some people have a napping strategy uh, on the night of these primetime games, uh, we'll be playing it out on um, 7.30. 7.30 on Thursday. Uh, but then we will have another Good Morning Bengals fans on Friday, just for a bit of instant reaction from the game. Uh, and then we'll have a break, obviously, on Sunday, because we're not playing. So you can just all kick back, relax and enjoy the NFL action. Another bit of news. A lot of people will be asking me how I got on in my park run adventures. What's up? I managed to, Well, there's good news and bad news here. I managed to shave off almost 10 minutes uh, of the time that Wonderful. was... Uh, but uh, it came with consequences. My knee is now really swollen and I can hardly no. walk on it. And I'm absolutely pissed off because I thought, oh, yeah, you know, I ran a bit more. I kind of pushed it a little bit more. And then on Saturday afternoon after I'd finished, it was like, oh, this is really painful, man. Uh, and then on Sunday, it kind of went really swollen. Not really swollen, but, you know, swollen. Uh, and now I'm wearing, I'm doing the old compression ice and... Uh, and uh, what's the other thing? Elevate. That's what I'm doing. So even though, yes, I shaved off uh, almost 10 minutes off the first time. Uh, but I have to say, uh, right, you could, you know, part run, you can, they send you an email, you can check the results to see where you came. I came about 325th out of 370. So I'm moving up the leaderboard, a PB next start- to my mind, uh, my name. Uh, People in that 200 sun are starting to fear you. They see, they. I reckon everyone uh, in that ball would have looked at it the first week and been like, "Man, enough to worry about this geezer." <coughs> then the next week, they see you creeping into the top of the 300s. I mean, if I was in the 200s, I'd be terrified. Well, I mean, uh, well, not at the moment because I'm a I young can't man run. like yourself. <laughs> they just. I reckon you just got to run. I don't. I reckon you just keep going. Don't worry about well, it. Yeah, I tried to, but I was knackered, so I had to stop. Um, and catch my breath for a couple of minutes and then run again. But that's what I was doing. Run a bit, walk a bit, run a bit, walk a bit. No, I mean with the knee. Just keep oh, going. I say. I'll just, just fight through the pain, my son. Yeah, but I mean, it's not, it's not the pain. Either. It's like swollen up and all sorts. Nah, it's all right. You just get one of those things on it. You'd be fine. So I, you could smash it. I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, I want some motivational tweets here. Like, I w- w- there must be a physiotherapist that we can all chip into to get you in, get you in for some TLC, massage the fluid out of that knee, and you'd be good as gold. Yeah, but what if I've done, like, uh, meniscus or something crazy nah. like that? Um, You're an animal, son. You'd be fine. Well, one thing, I won't be going to the Bengals doctors, just in case, because, you know, reputation and all that. Um... <laughs> you'd, be out, you'd be out for the season, son. <laughs> I know, I know. But there we go. So it tear. really is touch and go whether I'll be back on Saturday but I hope to be back very soon uh, again. questionable anyway that's the end of the news let's get uh, to our correspondence shall we there's lots lots of it so hold on to your bollocks um, <laughs> Scott Gibb but Scott Gibb won yes 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 how good was that Although I still couldn't settle until the very end because I've seen capitulations before. Who day? Another win on Thursday Night Football? I think so. 
uh, Bianca Verdi at Bianca Verdi. Um, Solid handle. <laughs> You've gone all East Enders now, haven't you? You've all gone all a bit dirty dead on the solid handles, haven't you? <laughs> anyway, let's not talk about handles with Dirty Dead, if you remember his uh, webcam shame there. R.I.P. <laughs> Leslie uh, Grantham. Uh, really impressed with the entire defence unit back to front. They are posting some good stats, and the overall play is very aggressive, which is great. O-line came up big. The protection for a second chase TD was fantastic. Yes, do you remember that? The pocket that he had to uh, luxuriate in uh, when he threw that uh, touchdown pass to Jamar Chase was fantastic. Um, I, think me, I think me and you could have had an attempt at that. Yeah, that, that's exactly what. I mean, we've seen that before, haven't we, with other opposing quarterbacks? Certainly last yeah. year when they had all day to throw, and. An NFL quality wide receiver is going to get available at some point, and that's exactly what happened yesterday. Burrow, acres of time, a quality player like Jamar Chase gets himself a bit of separation, and you know, you're home for six. So, fair play to the lads. Matt Catterall at MX Cat, uh, an amazing game against the Steelers, but does this make up for the terrible game against the Bears? Does Zach still need eight wins this season, or is his job safe if we only have eight and below? I mean, I think we've already said this, Matt. It's like. You know, once you get objective, it's like, yeah, it wasn't perfect. We but we beat a bad team. Um, we did what we needed to do, but now let's let's string a few together. Let's really kind of see how good this team is, and I think that's the true test of this team, isn't it? If they can string some victories together, and you know, if they can focus for the Jacksonville game, and then if they can give Green Bay a game, that's going to be fun. That's yep. going to be a fun game, I think. I mean, Jacksonville's the game because it's going to be our, our graft in Green Bay. You know, they're a quality team. Aaron Rodgers is always going to be difficult to beat him. But, yeah, I still think Taylor needs to well, – I mean, regardless, they just need to win games. I mean, you can put put numbers on it. I think I've said you probably need about – he needs about eight wins. I think any less than that, he'd be in serious trouble. But getting that win against Jacksonville, getting ourselves to three and one, will give this team some real belief that they can go on and do something this season. And it's not just about um, the whole, you know, can we get to 500 or not the 500 exists anymore with the yeah, 17 yeah, games, yeah. but if, can they get above sort of 500? And I think getting to three and one, they'll all be sat down really feeling good about where they are. So I, one game at a time, but I think this is one that we've got to take home in it. Mm, absolutely. Sam Reeve at Johnny Prong. Um, Solid handle. Really good D play again. Logan Wilson looks like the player anticipated from the draft. And Hendrickson, great pickup, but whole unit keeps keeping us in games and making things happen. Paris Pinney at Paris Pinney. Um, Solid handle. Defence was outstanding once again. Once Waynes replaces Apple, there will be no weaknesses on that side of the ball. Incredible effort from the O-line. They need to ride with Carmen now at right guard. Um, I, I don't know whether some people have said this or it's coming up in the comments, but uh, someone said this. Imagine Joseph Osai on that uh, defensive cool. line as well. Uh, Andrew Dockerell at Dockers, 77. Um, solid win, was never in doubt. Feeling confident in the fourth at Heinz Field is a new feeling. The That's team, right. The team is on an exciting upward curve finally, but I'm still unsure how the second half of the season will see that go. Tooney Zeitler, uh, a Tooney Zeitler ad would have made this a very exciting dark horse. Uh, Michael Smith at uh, Yadar teaches Zumba. Fantastic. Can we play them every week? 
Sam Anger, Sam underscore Anger, delighted with the performance just as much as the outcome. Defence played like they had earned she and made it incredibly hard for them to get any momentum going. Good to see Mixon get going again as well. I feel that if he does more often, we'll win more, get more wins. Balance is key. Slam dunk the funk. Um, Solid handle. Overall, delighted with the result. D looks much improved and pass rush is getting home. Um, Rob Hill at 3003. Rob, the best thing for me is that we weren't perfect. We won quite comfortably in Pittsburgh and yet can improve. That's a good sign. So chuffed for Carmen. Chase was great again as Sample got a sack. Very productive draft class so far. Um, yeah, I forgot to mention this, but I'll let Matt Moon mention it, at Matt Moon. Seeing as we did actually win the game, I can now see the funny side of the Steelers play call that drew Hilton offside. I did laugh out loud at that, I have to say. Um, it was so egregious a neutral zone infraction I think I've ever seen. Basically, Mike Hilton just ran, just mistimed it completely and just ran straight into the backfield way before it was snapped. Uh, very amusing. Uh, Nicholas Johnson at drums and guitar. Defence, the quick turnaround of all... Uh, sorry, he's put pluses here, pluses next to each point. Defence, the quick turnaround of all all around improvement is unreal. Plus, Jamar, dude's a star. Plus, the O-line wasn't terrible. Plus, Joe bounced back quickly after the bad interception. And minus, it felt like we still got too conservative late kept the D on the field too much. I agree, Nicholas. And, of course, Nicholas uh, guested on our online tailgate yesterday. So go and check him out. Um, I think it's nicholasjohnsonmusic.com. He was fantastic. Many thanks again, Nicholas. Sean, at Disciple of Ange. Solid handle. That was absolutely magic. Dominant from start to finish, although I still believed we could find a way to mess it up before the victory formation. Need to have more faith. Dave Cassett, come on, Didier. Um, Solid handle. Chuffed to bits is Dave. Nigel Granger, um, he's chuffed as well. Andrew Townsend at Andrew Townsend too. What a night. What a feeling. I feel like bursting into song there for some reason. Uh, it felt uh, amazing, Andrew said. Strange not to even ever feel in doubt. Mozza's loving it. Martin Matthews at Dorset Bengal. Best performance since... The last time we played Pitt, the monkey is well and truly off the back and cooked Indiana Jones style. You don't live in Cleveland at Bengals fanzine. Um, genuine question with no agenda. Joey B said that before the first chase TD, Jamar told him essentially to throw one deep and he'll go get it. Burrow did and we know what happened from there. What does that say about the play calling, the hierarchy and how the offences run? It's an interesting question, isn't it? I I don't I, I would be surprised if it's that cut and dried. If you just go up on go out on the yep. field and your receiver said, "Look, mate, just throw it." You know, I'll get open for you. You know, there's a lot more goes into a particular play and a particular rep um, than uh, than just that. Um, 
So he's I would... been a wild card, Jamar Chase, isn't he? He's a very interesting guy when you mm. speak to him. And I don't know if you heard it on the broadcast yesterday, but one of the um, the sideline reporters was saying they asked him sort of what keeps him motivated and stuff. And rather than just come out with one of these horrible PR screen questions of like, yeah. well, I just want the t- I just want the team to win, and yeah. as long as we win, that's all that matters. I, you know, I'm just got team goals. That really wishwashy stuff. I, well, I loved what he came out and said. According to the report, he just said, "I'm literally tracking every rookie wide receiver." on yes. the lock screen on my phone and I'm seeing what they're doing every week and I compare myself to them. And so he'll have like Jalen Waddle's numbers on there and all the other guys that got drafted alongside him, Devonta Smith, the rest of them. And he'll just be sat there every week being like, I want to do better than them. And I, I, I love the selfishness of it. And I think it's honest. I think that's what you want to do. If I was a player, if you were a player, you, you'd be, of course, of course, you'd be conscious of your own stats. You know, yeah, you'd be like, yeah. I want to go out there and do the best. Of course, he wants the team to win. But if the geezer's putting up the numbers he's put up so far every week, we're going to win. So I love that. And I love the fight, the competitiveness, and the, just the honesty of it. And, you know, if he's in Joe Boy's ear and he spots an opportunity and he says, look, I can go past this guy here, yeah, throw it up yeah. top. Fair play to the geezer. I don't think that's even a knock on Zach either. You know, there's in-game adjustments. Joe Boy's obviously more than talented and free to call an audible if he sees an opportunity there. So fair play. I don't think it's any knock on anyone. No, I agree with you. And I think I think just to go back to Joe Boy audibling, he, I, I mentioned it. He seemed to be doing a hell of a lot last week, maybe too much at times against a much better defence actually than Pittsburgh last week. At least the Bears certainly played like that last week, not so much this week. But... Um, Who's to say he didn't think right? I've got I've got Jamar on the outside there. He's one on one with uh, you know uh, man coverage one on one. I'm going to take my chances. You know what I mean? Maybe he did audible yeah. to that. Who knows? But you know it's such a it's it, it's such a it's just a much more complicated process than just kind of saying yeah just chuck it up to me. You know, it's um, like me and you over Hampstead Eve some. No, oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jamie at Truckart Beaster. Well, that was freaking ace. Love the. He didn't say freaking. He said something else. But uh, anyway, love the swagger from the team, handing it out big style to the Steeler fans. Ben is cooked. Logan Wilson is the future. Reminds me a lot of Bobby Wagner or Zach Wilson. Um, Froda Osmundson at Froda Osmundson uh, from Norway. Solid to Syntac Fro- uh, Froda. Uh, time to give Anna Rumors some love, guys. Uh, defense just keeps getting better every week. Absolutely. Um, James at Baguette Disco. Um, solid handle. It's. Re- I think we might be nearing a record solid it's handle. It's got to be a record. It God, really my, has. My, my voice box is starting to hurt with all these <laughs> solid handles. It's really very nice to see sacks from different players. Defensive line is looking like a very well-rounded unit. Um. Matthew at our Matt ways. Well, I'm not going to spell that. It's too complicated. I may not be a fan of his game management, but I will give Zach Taylor some dues today. He has drafted superbly. Major contributions from first and second rounders. Carmen phenomenal yesterday from last two drafts, but also well into the third, fourth, fifth rounders too. Wilson, Cam Sample, etc. Absolutely. That's a really good point, uh, I think. Uh, touchdown tips, touchdown tips. Yes, always nice to beat that bunch. The run defense was great. Linebackers have looked good all year and impressed uh, again. Um, what else did he say? Uh, I guess we have to praise the offensive line for only giving up one pressure. Apparently, the Ingram penalty doesn't count as one, but they weren't giving up much. Or, oh, sorry, 
but they weren't going up against much. We have to beat the Jags now, though, otherwise this was all a bit pointless. Killian O'Malloy, um, a huge win from Zach on the road. Arguably, we could be 3-0 if we showed a little more conviction last week in Chicago. And, you know, it kind of goes on like that, really. Everyone's, like, super pleased. But, again, you can see, I think everybody is grounded. Everyone does think that, you know, this is not a perfect team by any stretch of the imagination. But they're playing with confidence. They've got some momentum. Um and, you know, let's really, let's not blow it against the Jags, you know, because that is a very, what are they now? They are 0-3, aren't they? Look, they hung with Arizona for the first uh, first maybe quarter or so against uh, the Cardinals yesterday, but uh, they lost in the end. So they're 0-3, so they'll want to win a game. They'll be desperate to win. And they have got some good players, you know. So, but yeah, big night on Thursday night, ring of honour. Um, we offer... Congratulations to Paul Brown, to Anthony Munoz, to uh, our old friends, Kenny Anderson, and uh, one of our most revered players, Ken Riley. So what a night that will be um, in Paul Brown Stadium, live on the TV. And uh, please, let's not screw it up. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, it will be absolutely sublime to get to 3-1 and one at the quarter mark, the quarter half of... Uh, or the quarter parts of the season, should I say. So winnable. Marvin Jones coming back to Cincinnati as well, which would be nice. So I'm a big fan of old Marvin, so good to see him back. Um, we got to win it, son, and we? It's in front of the nation as well on national TV, which yeah. I know we've always historically struggled with, but I really fancy us. Um, I really think we've, we've got to come out play hard, build off that momentum, like you said. I think we're still relatively healthy. Hopefully, T. Higgins back. It'd be incredible to get Trey Waynes back, as we said earlier. So, I'm confident. You never know with the Bengals. I'm not, I'm not, I think in different years, I'd have said, look, we're going to absolutely go in there and steamroll them. Um, but, I still, I think I'm still, and I think we all are, trying to figure this team out. One week against Chicago, real disaster. And then a fantastic, very professional performance against the Steelers. So, very young season, still figuring it all out. But you, you've got to fancy us in this one. Very much so. Um, are you going to be staying up and watching it? I don't know yet. I have an early train, very early train in the morning. So, I don't, I don't know. But I'm going to figure something out. I'm just trying to figure out what. Yeah, same here. I don't think I'll stay up and watch it, but I know a lot of you out there will. So enjoy the game. We'll be back next Monday. Look out for our online tailgate on Thursday night, 7.30 UK time. Good morning, Bengals. Haven't decided what time. That will be probably about 8.30, I think, the following morning. Um, but until next week, enjoy. And who day from me. And a who day from me. Cheers, guys. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.